we find beaches in the mountains too. And we find beaches when we go on other vacations. Even though I hate beaches, and I'm going to, since I am holding the totem, let's talk about why I hate beaches. They combine all the worst things about being alive, being dusty, being hot, being under the sun, no fresh water, no shade, and sitting. Those are, those are all my least favorite things. No, I'm still going on this. Beaches are terrible. I'm completely confused why humans flock them. Also, the toilets, the toilets aren't very good. The restroom facilities at beaches aren't good. Mm. And there's just tons of people. Oh, yeah. And you're half naked. Here you go. Welcome back and welcome new friends to the Easy Dizit Podcast. I'm Justin, a hyper nerd travel planner. And I'm Autumn, a new Disney enthusiast. And here on Easy Dizit, we share ideas on staying happy and healthy in the parks. And we have some fun while we're doing it. Today on the show on Hey, hey Easy Dizit, we're going to pour over a one-star review of All-Star Music Resort. So you might see how things can go if they go real bad. That way, things don't go so bad for you. And this week's trivia topic is Rise of the Resistance the heart-pumping attraction that immerses you in the epic battle between the Resistance and the First Order. Get ready to recall the thrill of the soaring through the stars, the roar of the blaster fire, and the rush of the adrenaline that comes with every twist and every turn. Can Justin rise to the challenge and come out on top? We'll see. That's trivia, right? Yes. Wow. Wow. All right. In this week's <laughs> highly suspect headlines... Autumn would put her senses to the test and try to uncover the truth about the ongoing legal battle between DeSantis and Disney. She'll also have to sniff out some potential falsehoods regarding a massive fire in the parks. Then, in the travel planning segment, this is going to be a good one, we are going to try to plan a vacation. Sounds simple, right? Me, my husband who's a travel planner? Well, we'll listen and we'll see just how simple or frustrating this can be. Yeah, it should be real easy. No problems. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we've got friendly transition banter. Hello. With me. With you. <laughs> and me. <laughs> How's it going, Autumn? Hi, it's going good. Yeah, it's going good. It's a rainy weekend, which has been nice for just kind of slowing down and coziness and still, you know, enjoying our new house and, and getting to know it. So it's good. We went out this morning. Mm-hmm. And I got to stop at Home Goods, which is one of my <laughs> one of one of my Disney's away from Disney's, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. I found a perfectly beautiful and cheap twenty two inch size one of those like handmade clay planters, uh-huh. and so I'm very happy about that because yeah. all the other prices I found for that size are hundreds of dollars, and yeah. I did not spend anywhere near that. So. Yeah. Speaking of which, we spent a lot of time on this show talking about setting a budget. And, and how hard it can be to stick to those budgets once you set them. Isn't that right, Autumn? It is. So, so for example, today, Justin said, well, you should have a budget. And I, and I honestly was just like, I just, I was like, I'm never in Southbury. And I wasn't, I wasn't planning on bringing Wynn in either. I was just like, oh, I'm just curious. Like, if I see something that really pops out, I'll like run back out to the car yes. and talk about it. But I was just, I just kind of really wanted to like window shop. And then Justin was like, well, just set a budget anyway. So I go in. And I didn't tell Justin about this planter issue, but I go in and we said $30 and the planter's $10 more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is over budget. I wouldn't say that's an astronomical amount of budget. And the plan is a living thing that does need to be transplanted or it will die. Sure. So. 30, it's 33 So I said, oh, but Justin. And he was like, no, I'm going to go. You make this. (laughs) (laughs) So I got it because it was $10 more and we do need it. And 
for that size planter, it just is like, I'm not, Yeah. that is the value. Yeah, no, I, I think the word need is a tricky one and I think it could possibly apply here. <laughs> Does it apply in Disney World? Do I need a Haunted Mansion Christmas tree ornament? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We shall see. Well, see, it's not a living thing. Where I where I was able to be like, okay, I can spend ten more dollars on this. It's because plants are living things. Oh, I, oh, the plants are. I thought you were saying the budget is a living thing. Oh no, the okay. plant needs to be. It's going to die it. if it's so not. What you're saying is, if That's the Christmas saying. tree, if it were a real Christmas tree, not an artificial Christmas tree, the haunted mansion or Christmas tree ornament would be. If the life okay. of the thing depended on it. Yes. Well, it might. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of which, we there's some new stuff on Disney Plus this week that we checked out the yeah. and I wanted to talk about it. It's very cutesy. It, well, okay, so there's a new there's a new Star Wars series. It is oh shoot, I don't even know what it's called. It's basically Jedi kids, a oh, young knights of the Jedi Empire. That's no, it. no, young, young knights of the Jedi young Order, Jedis? young Jedi, something like that. The name of the new Star Wars series is Young Jedi Adventures. Six shorts are currently available on YouTube and Disney+. The first episode will be available on Disney Plus on May 4th. As in, may the 4th be with you. Ha ha ha. I'm like, oh, I'll check this out, right? We got some... He didn't want to, and I, I coaxed him to say, let's at least watch an episode. Yeah, and it might be something I can watch with Darwin. But you know what? I immediately became uncomfortable with it. Immediately, like... <laughs> 15 seconds? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, they're Jedis. They're like, they have lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And how are you a Jedi and not a Padawan? Just for you out there, I think Correct. most of you know, but you need to be a Padawan, a learner, an apprentice before you are a Jedi Knight, before you're entrusted with a laser sword. Mm -hmm. And they have these little kids, like babies basically, with laser swords, just flipping them around like it's nothing. This is, it made me very uncomfortable. Mm. It's, I can, I'm getting like child soldier vibes off it. <laughs> Like, he was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like we this isn't right. watch things way more offensive. <laughs> and I'm trying to suspend this belief and everything, but like I know that these kids should be Padawans and they should have practice swords, not laser swords. And just this, like their their frontal lobes are not nearly developed. You know, mm. why are you giving them the power to murder? Mm. Like with the flip of a wrist. You know, come on, what's going on, Disney? And then we watched we watched the Wish trailer. There's a new movie coming out next year. The trailer was just oh. released called Wish. Yes. We watched this this morning Which with have, Darwin, actually. I have questions about. I feel like I didn't quite get it. What? Well, it's a teaser trailer, but yeah. what are your questions? The, the narrator talks about, I've now watched it twice, mm -hmm. mentions a Disney Wish. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, is this literally about like Disney wishes coming true? Right. Or is this a, it, but, then, but then what you see doesn't necessarily indicate something that's Disney specific. So I guess I'm yeah. like wondering if this is like a, basically like a movie about Disney. Right. And it, Disney wishes or is that just some... Did the narrator say Disney? Did they say Disney? Because I, I remember I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is literally about... Yeah. Disney. It's definitely like fourth Wally. Like, because they, like, or meta or whatever. Right. Because Disney, you know, the historically wish is a big thing, right? Like, it's in their nighttime shows. Yes. It's, you know, Cinderella. There's a lot of wishing going on. It seems like it was but, a little bit of inside Disney or some, like, direct, like, that. that's going to be. Right. I, I think it's about wishing. I think it's, okay. I think it seems to me it's like some kind of kingdom. And there's, like, a bad guy that absorbs wishes. And the lead heroine finds 
a new way to make a wish, perhaps, or a new wish so you, something? Justin caught on to those two things that I did not get. One was that this possible villain like be, might feed off of that. Yeah, I didn't quite like, get that takeaway, but then when you said it, I was like, oh, I guess Well, because the narrator is talking about wishes, and then he's like, give them to me, and then he turns green, so he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Because bad guys are green. I, just, I thought it was a good educated guess after you said it. I just didn't think about it. Except and for then, the Hulk. The Hulk is a good guy, and he's, well, I guess he's been a bad boy. Bad boy. He's been, the Hulk's been a bad boy at different points in his life. I wonder if not, that's why he's green. Oh, I didn't even think about the color. Are most oh. green characters villains? Mm. Marvin the Martian. Wow. Yeah. It's an evil color. There's greed and avarice. Greed. And that, I think that's what it is. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greed. But then that she finds a new way. I just know she goes to something that kind of looks like a well. Mm-hmm. And then the star thing like mm-hmm. starts peeing. It looks like. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think. But that, I didn't get that like, but then when you said it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's what I saw. It was just weird. It was, I had questions. And the, there's a talking lamb. There's a talking lamb. Which is nice. Which is very Because cool. I like a talking animal in a movie. Yeah. That, that like that. You, I'm and in. I feel like it's been, like there hasn't been new Disney movies with the talking animals. Is that correct in a bit? I, I think it has been a bit. I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, like, was the moose in Frozen talking? I guess yes and no. Mm. I mean, I go back to rescuers. Those are my talking animals of my my childhood. Yeah, this is a talking animal in a world where animals aren't supposed to talk. I love that. Right. Give it to me all day. (laughs) It's good stuff. All right. (laughs) Anything else? Anything else? No, I guess that's it. No, that's it. All right. So yeah, today on the show, we're going to start off with, hey, 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 easy does it. And this is going to be all-star. Autumn, we stayed in all-star before and you (laughs) loved it. I did not. All right, so you might have some things to say I here. I did not, but I'm glad I had the experience because now I can talk about it. And generally, can we diving into this? Or you no, can... we'll be right back. Are you planning a trip to one of the most magical places on Earth, like Disney or the Universal theme parks, but maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with all the choices and details? Well, you're in luck because... Not only can you learn a lot by listening to this podcast, I, Justin, am also a Disney and Universal travel planner. With my insider knowledge and personalized approach, I'll help you skip the long lines, avoid the crowds, and find the best dining and lodging options for you or your family. Get in touch so I can give you a hand with your next Disney or Universal vacation today. EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com or EasyDizit.com forward slash travel. Or check out our socials at EasyDizit on Instagram. Okay, take care, and I hope to talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, we're going to talk the All-Star Music Resort. Let's um, do it. it. I believe this is where we stayed. When, yeah, we stayed at the All-Star Music. This is my very first time in Disney. So this was b- shortly before the pandemic, by mm-hmm. like six months-ish, a little less. I was pregnant, and I must have been 28 years old. Yeah. That's all accurate. Thank you for the numbers. Yeah, I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to go through that. We did a split- so my first trip at Disney. I was twenty eight. That's right. We did a split stay, and we stayed here first, and then we went to the Port Orleans French Quarter after that. Yes, that was a cool experience to do the split stay. Yeah, and I think staying here maybe made the French Quarter seem more luxurious. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. 
for sure. All right, so Disney's All-Star Music is one of three All-Star Resorts at Disney World. The All-Star Resorts are the the most value of the value resorts. Mm. And because of that, they're going to have the least amenities. And there's some other things that you should know. I mean, it can be a good value for a family who really needs to save money, but really wants to stay on site. I'll say, you know, before we get into anything, for the money you pay at a Disney All-Star, you can get a quite nice, something equivalent to a moderate or deluxe at Disney off Disney property. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you need to stay on site, say you've got little kids and you want to use the buses, this is going to be your most affordable option. Mm. So yeah, this review is from TripAdvisor. I will say on TripAdvisor, it's it's rated four out of five, which is low for Disney Resort. There are 66,774 reviews. There are 210 one-star reviews. So that's 3.1%. So mm. I've got to say, like, while this is going to be a negative review, and they always are here on, hey, easy does it, keep in mind that only 3% of the people that stayed here felt it deserved one star. So this isn't right. like representative of people's opinions <laughs> of all-star. This is someone's really bad experience. And we're going to use it to try and plan for and a could, better experience. Right, right. So, we, and yeah, factually, nowhere near the average right. experience. Right, exactly. All right. So the review is titled, If I Could Give Zero Stars, I Would. Mm. I think that's a common review title. Mm. People use that a lot. So I'll read through this and then we'll address it. It's kind of long, but, you know, let's let's go. Ready? Okay. We stayed at the All-Star Music, quote, resort, end quote, if you can call it that. To put it lightly, it was a complete disappointment. We arrived after 8 p.m. and checked in at the front desk where they gave us our room number. We went to the room they gave us, and as soon as we walked in, the entire room was trashed. Beds looked like they had just been slept in. Dirty towels everywhere. We called the front desk, and their exact words were, Do you want to stay in that room, or do you want another one? Wow. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, okay. but I'm not interested in sleeping in a bed someone else just rolled out of. It took them 10 to 15 minutes to call us back to give us a new room number. I went to go check the new room while my family waited in the first room. Mm -hmm. I walked in and only saw one bed. We had three people in our party. I called again and told them that there was only one bed in there and we had three people. They said that they would call us back. 34 minutes go by and nobody called us back. Ooh. We were sitting in a dirty room waiting until my husband finally went down to the front desk and made them call me. They said there must be some mistake and that there were two beds in the new room that they are assigned. So the front desk is saying like, no, there's two beds. I walked back down to the new room for a second time and someone had definitely been in there while we waited for a half hour for a call because there was a second bed in the room all set up. Mm. So she's saying in that half hour, someone snuck a bed in there. It took a while. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. The bathroom was gross. Shower looked like it hadn't been cleaned and the floors felt and looked dirty. We received no apology for putting us in a dirty room in the first place. And by the time we got to the new room, it was 10 p.m. And we were too exhausted for traveling all day and sick of fighting with the hotel. It was basically a dirty motel room. Very disappointing. And this will be our first and last time to Disney. We can get much better accommodations and customer service somewhere off-site for less than what we paid for this place. That is correct. Yeah, her last statement is is true. Like, if, if everything else in this story didn't happen, right. the last sentence she said is still true. Correct. If you go and have the perfect Disney All-Star Music Resort stay, you can still get better 
at least better accommodations. I don't know about service because Disney service is on average pretty good. Um, Correct. But you can definitely get better accommodations for the same price. Correct. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. I thought for the room, the amount still that we paid, even though it was a value for what we got. Yeah. Was very it's, disappointing. Yeah. It's a small motel style room. Right. Now they have recently been renovated right. since we've been. And I can tell that this room that she stayed in actually had been renovated. Mm. Do you know how I can tell? No. Well, let me give you the a The number? Hint. Not the number. She didn't put the number in here, but uh. let me give you a hint. They did not sneak a second bed in the room mm. in that 34 minutes. Mm. <laughs> Any clues what this could be? If a, a bed just magically appeared? No, did they? Oh, were they originally in a room that wasn't renovated and then switched into a renovated room? Possibly. And the second room that thinking. they switched into had a Murphy bed. So they're cleverly designed that look like oh, tables. The new renovated rooms, they're like they tables, yeah. but you pull the Murphy bed down. So what I'm guessing what happened was someone pulled the bed down. And when she came back. Yeah. Oh, so magically there were two beds. Oh, you're right. That's right. Weird. Because they would have had to, I mean, they would have had to remove a king size bed and put in two queen size or full size beds. I don't see that happening in 34 minutes. <laughs> Especially at a resort where you can't get a clean room. They're not yeah, like... It must have... Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. I mean, so starting at the beginning, they arrived late. And so I think part of the frustration, <clears throat> it sounds like, is that there was an expectation that when you arrive that late, that definitely the room should be clean. Yeah, versus if you're be. asking for like an early check-in, you're probably going to have to wait. Right. And I that's reasonable. That. I agree. But I, I, I see that, okay, wow, they didn't check in until the evening... The room should have been clean. Definitely. Should have been ready for you. You should have had a room number assigned prior to this. Correct. And that room should be clean. Something, some kind of glitch happened here where a room was assigned that had not been cleaned. Correct. Yeah. Then it seemed like there was a long time between finding the next. It seems like the, the, there was some communication that could have been better. Yeah. And some acknowledgement. It sounds like this person said there really wasn't an, an acknowledgement that there was an error or much of an apology and that that was part of their upset, that, that that it wasn't acknowledged. They didn't say anything about needing to get anything extra or, quote, making it right, but that they were frustrated that there wasn't any validation of, of their experience. So I think this – so let's talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. That it sounds like the front desk was busy. Disney All-Star Music has 1,604 rooms. So Say you, that number again? Yeah, 1,604, just in all-star music. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's all-star movies, which I think they're all pretty similar. No, yeah, yeah. 1,604. That's that's the number. Don't blow into the sorry. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 1,604 is a big number. The front desk will be bigger than smaller resorts, but uh, during the, the peak times, probably like 5 to 8 o'clock for check-ins, you're, you're going to have a harder time getting in touch with the front desk. It will be a little bit more challenging at these value resorts than a moderate or a deluxe or even yeah. an offsite smaller hotel. Yeah. There's going to be less people for the amount of people that are checking in. So that's part of this right here. Right. If you're going to all-star music, expect service to be a little bit slower than a moderate or deluxe for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it might be slower than what you're accustomed to. If you're accustomed, if you're if you're typically spending two hundred dollars a night on a hotel room, you're used to a level of service, like a Hyatt level of service. Right. This, you're not going to get a Hyatt level of speed of service at a Disney All Star Resort. No, 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 no. And you know, in terms of how it looked, this was kind of my experience. Again, yeah. it was like I'm cool with something. 
I can have like the best room and have it be like a studio. I don't, I don't definitely don't need a big space. I never comment really on space. Yeah. But I, when we went and stayed, it was like, there was the floor, the shower. It did, it was just very dingy. It seemed like yeah. a very. Like it needed a re renovation. Yeah. 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 Like things were, I don't want to say like, I didn't walk in and there was like hair in the shower or anything like this, but you could tell it was like dingy to the point where, um, yes, like maybe it had been clean, but you're almost kind of, maybe not. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't anything like, you know, like blatantly. And I think that's what you're going to get from old fixtures, old rugs, old tubs. So I will say now all the rooms in Disney All-Star Sports, music, and movies have all been renovated. They're all the new room type with the Murphy bed. Um, right. So, yeah. I, so, hope, I hope they get rid of rugs. It's a the, bad. Don't have the rugs did. throughout the whole Yeah, the rugs gross. are gone. It is now like that that premium kind of linoleum plant yeah, style stuff. Yeah. Easy to clean. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be, you know, and too, when you're staying, especially with kids, spills happen. And spills you just want to be able to wipe it up and be in a clean space. And it's harder to do that. Sure. Sure. With certain fixtures. What and, else? What else? What other thoughts do you have on this? One? So, I mean, this person had like an unfortunate time. This this yeah. was a bummer for sure. But I will say there are other things that didn't come up in this interview in this interview that didn't come <laughs> up in this review that do come up in the other reviews that I wanted to write and, and talk about. So one of the things, housekeeping or mousekeeping, I should say, is now back. It's supposed to be back in full effect now. There were times during the pandemic where it was very seldom, like every three days, not at all. Now at the moderate and deluxe, it's supposed to be there every night. And at, mm. the, at some resorts, it's every other night, like the value resorts. Even that has been reports are somewhat inconsistent. Sometimes you have to ask for the full room service, you know, for the bed makeup and all that stuff. Right. But that's what it's supposed to be back in full effect for all Disney resorts. All right. So what can you tell people what that looks like or if there's any differences? Sure. Between... So like a light housekeeping is they empty the trash and fix your towels. The full housekeeping is they do the bed linens as well. Mm. So yeah. So I mean, if you're staying at Disney movie right now, the minimum you should be getting is every other night full housekeeping. Mm. So you can ask for it if not, if, if it doesn't happen. Yeah. I want another thing I want to say. So I said 1604 rooms right and this is a large resort all the all-stars are are quite large right size wise so if you want to be closer to the food or the buses you really you, you have to get a, a premium room type mm. so when you're looking to book your room if it's important to you to be closer to the buses you're going to have to pay another 10 or 15 dollars a night to get a premium room type otherwise you can be quite far away if you want a can I ask you a question? What is that yeah. when you say quite far away? What does that look look like in terms of a walk to the it, bus? It could be a, like a ten to fifteen minute walk from the bus, depending to the bus, depending on how Just fast to get you to are. The bus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got so, it. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah, a pretty decent walk. I will say, if you want a little bit more control, or you want to attempt for a little bit more control over where you get your room, you can use if you sign up for the touringplans.com, dot mm-hmm. They have a room finder in there, and they can search for specific rooms by room type and when you you can make your request through their service you can fax it into the disney booking line and request a certain room or a certain type of room or a certain like a block of rooms that's cool it is cool and also i do that for my clients so if you book with me i'm help you pick a good room or room type and then i'll fax in those requests 30 days out to make sure you have the best chance of getting those rooms and disney won't guarantee them at all right and they won't even admit that they've received them 
but they do receive them and they do their best to accommodate that. And I know that because I've gotten my clients the room that the specific room that they requested several times now. Oh, great. It's not every time. Right. But, but yep. There's a good chance. Oh, that's good. I really appreciate you sharing the walking distance because I think that's really helpful just so families can, so you all listening can think about, you know, who will be in your party mm-hmm. and is that something that's a big deal yeah. or not? Yeah. Some people it will be, some people it, it won't be. I will say, I remember that it was a lot of, <laughs> we'd be like, okay, yay, it's end of the night. Okay, we made it to the we made it to the front of the park to leave. Okay, now we've got the 20 minute bus ride. Okay, yeah. now we have a 15 minute walk to our <laughs> Yeah. Like you it you were it is it is very far compared to a lot of the other resorts to, French to quarter. the bus. It's like you just walk out. You yeah. just go to the lobby and it's right there. French Quarter was less than like a four minute walk. Yeah. Where I, I don't know if you remember checking in. We it was in the pouring rain. We checked into the All Star. So we were running through puddles. It, it was and a long I, walk. I mean, a storm so bad that I was like, Justin, I like, <laughs> you know, I'm used to, and I love thunderstorms. I was like, I don't know if we, should, is it like safe to go out? I, I, it was like thunder and lightning that I haven't heard like that before. You've never, that was your I first, that was Florida, storm. That your was, Florida afternoon storm. Yes. For people listening who have been to Disney World, it was a typical, <laughs> it was a very typical no, was, Florida that afternoon thunder storm. thunder was, I remember next, like we, there was, t- when we, we got back. We ate because I was starving. I was pregnant and I was so, so hungry. And we put on our ponchos and went back out. And there was two boots that I still like, I feel my body reacting to them. And I'm like, I have never in my life heard had thunder like that. <laughs> never, never. And I remember seeing the lightning come. It was actually beautiful, but come down over the pool. And it was beautiful. But I was like, um, frightened. Is this? It was beautiful. We're, we're going to an amusement park right now. Yeah. You were <laughs> like, was like, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> You were questioning whether we were going to the amusement park. And I'm like, you're going to the amusement park. <laughs> there will be less people in the amusement park. Let's go. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was Hollywood Studios. And it, I mean, the, it was empty. So so then, and that was the first day. You're you're flying way off topic Sorry. right now. I'm, i got to stop on that tangent. <laughs> you did mention if you, you were interested hungry. interested in hearing more about the story, let us know. Send easy does a podcast. <laughs> easy, yeah. Easy does a podcast at gmail.com. So you mentioned you were super hungry. I'll say the food options at the All-Star Resort aren't that good. We didn't even eat there when we were there because we kind of knew this. It's expensive and not that good fast food. So uh, if you're going to do a grocery delivery, excellent idea. We brought a griddle into the room that was We had Whole Foods ready delivered to us. Yep. And or plan to eat at the parks. Maybe you can have a couple more sit downs because you saved some money at the All-Star. You can look at it that way. That's true. Also, we mentioned before the buses. It can be a long walk to the bus, but also there are often long lines at the buses. Uh, and this mm. is just because it's a function of the fact that there's 1,600 rooms at the resort. Yeah. And there's two resorts nearby with 1,600 rooms, you know, right. the, the, the movie and the, the sports. So keep that in mind. If you want to rope drop, you should be the first, you should be on that first bus. Because if you're going down to the ro- going down to rope drop and you have to get three buses, you you won't be at the front of the rope dropping line. So I would either Uber, which we did a couple times, mm-hmm. or make sure you're down for that first bus. But to me, we did it. Uber, we did do a. We didn't rope morning. drop. No, we didn't rope drop with the bus from All Star. No, um, no, and I wouldn't typically. If you really want to be at the front of the rope drop to be like for it to be an effective rope drop. <laughs> I would not use the buses. No, I would go for the Uber. Mm. Just because you had to have to wake up so early that it now it just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, that's that's what I got for uh, 
that's what I got for all-star music. Autumn, yeah. final impressions on all-star music. You know, I think it, it just certainly is cheaper when you look at the prices of the other hotels. So, mm-hmm. you, so if, if that makes sense for anybody, definitely. I'm never like look into it as much as I am a proponent of staying on site. And I think I, I always have been, especially now with it, with a kid. I mean, I, I think I would certainly give it more weight and look at it as, as an option. But again, you could, you really could realistically stay off site at a nicer place, cheaper. And depending on the location of the offsite, you might even be closer <laughs> to a certain number Maybe. of parks. Yeah. Depends yes. on where you are. But there are a lot of offsite. Some of the Disney Springs <laughs> hotels would be closer to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Even that. Yeah. yeah. Disney Springs. So those are like on allowed to be on Disney property, but they're not they're not run by Disney right. employees. Right. But you still get some of the same early entry perks and there's pretty decent transportation for offsite. Yes. And those are generally cheap. They're not you're not like playing deluxe prices for those. Yeah. So there are some of those are really bad too. So definitely look at the reviews there. Talk to me, easy visit podcast at gmail.com. Definitely. There's some good deals in the Disney Spring areas that I would say are a much better deal than All Star Music. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. That so yeah, that's All Star Music. What's up next, Autumn? Is it A Stumps J? I, I believe it's time. It's A Stumps J. It's A Stumps J. So stay tuned. We're gonna be trivia in Justin on Rise of the Resistance. Introducing the Diz Counter, the first ever calorie counting app specifically designed for Walt Disney World vacations. As a Disney-loving health enthusiast, you deserve an app that's tailored to your unique needs, and that's exactly what the Diz Counter delivers. The app's user-friendly interface makes it easy to input your meals, snacks, and drinks with just a few taps. Plus, the app has a massive database of Disney food and drink options, so you can quickly find and record your favorites. Best of all, this app is powered by an artificial intelligence engineered to understand that all calories consumed inside Disney World don't count. That's right. Dole Whips, Mickey Shape Pretzels, even Casey's Corners Corn Dog Nuggets, all zero calories. So what are you waiting for? Download the Diz Counter today and start enjoying all the delicious Disney treats without the guilt. With zero calories for everything you enter, you can indulge in the magic of Disney and self-deception. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is now time for one of our favorite segments here, Ace Stumps J. One of your favorite segments here, Ace Stumps J. (laughs) Where I, Autumn, stumped Justin with trivia, anything Mm -hmm. related to anything related to Disney. (laughs) And I have themes. The theme for today is Rise of the Resistance. All right. I think I I have passing good knowledge of Rise of the Resistance. I think you do. I think you do. We have, I have three trivias for you today. Okay. Are you ready to begin? I'm ready, but the audience, I can tell, is not ready yet. So everyone, pull to the side of the road if you're driving. Uh, If your kids are bugging you right now, give them a snack because it's time to get serious about this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Knock it off. This is This is real. Okay, Autumn, I think they're ready. Ready? Okay. All right, Justin, from start to finish, mm-hmm. how long is the experience of Rise of the Resistance? Okay. And I would like you to be within one minute. So you're Ooh. allowed to have a minute under or over and you'd be correct. Okay. I, I might be able to do this. You know, it is, the experience is is pretty long and there's multiple parts to it, right? This is correct. Mm-hmm. But so I just want to remind a- you, I don't, we're not talking about waiting in lines. It's like from the moment you enter the 
right. experience because they do really refer to it as an experience. It's not, right. But there is a line inside the experience. Sure. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of tough too. But I'm going to go ahead and say, right, because I'm going to go ahead and say 17 minutes and 55 seconds. Oh, congratulations, my friend. I'm going to oh, shake your hand. Shake, I'm shaking oh, Justin's you. hand. This is a good Can handshake. Can you hear that, Mike? Are you picking up on that little? <laughs> I don't think the microphone is going to do pick it. Pick up no. on it. Pick up on it. 18 minutes. It's oh, in time so I said 17.55. That was super close. You were I'm gonna 10 go out, seconds of it. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'm correct and your fact there is wrong. I said you were, oh. <laughs> because mine is much more precise. Okay, is that like average or because? This is, Because of that line in the middle, plans. I feel it's going to mess it up. Or and maybe they're they not counting say, the line in the middle. They, they say the experience from start to finish is 18 minutes. It's okay. their time. So that's, I, touring plans generally uses, uses very strong numbers to get averages. All they do is, like their biggest thing so, is timing people in lines. In line. yeah, that's all yeah. they do. So that's a, on average, I would assume. Yeah, I trust their numbers. Experience. Yep. And that's it. That's right. I did it. I loved it. I did not think I was going to love it as mm-hmm. much as I was going to love it. And I think Justin enjoyed me loving this. I did. Ride. I did. And I always get a kick out of it where, and this happened with Sean too, where we went with Sean. It was, I believe it was in B mode for, I know it was B mode for you. I think it was B mode for Sean too. Oh. And I'm like, oh man, they're not, they're not even getting full A mode. But Sean, well, yours was like C mode. The the cannons didn't work and Kylo wasn't, you didn't get to see Kylo. I didn't get to see the Kylo do the, no, I I knew that because I had seen that in a clip. Yeah. Sean got to see Kylo, but the gun room, the gun room wasn't functioning correctly. Mm -hmm. And so this is interesting. So Justin, I guess, apparently has done all the versions of the ride, but it's cool because like, I didn't even know. Like I I don't, you don't know. It's not like, you know, something's broken and you just, you just have a different experience. I've only ridden it three times. But okay. yeah, I got A, B, and C mode. I what? <laughs> I guess that's lucky. What is the probability of that? Well, these days, it's very probable to ride it in C mode. It's very probable to not ride it with Kylo, especially during busy times of the year. Because that's a mechanical that goes down. It's a mechanical that goes down. And if they have to shut it down, like they're losing money on lightning lanes. People are really mad because people really want to ride this ride. So, and like you said, you ha- you love the ride in C mode. So you're better off getting people. I love the, like, I'm trying to think of, it didn't feel like anything was, you wouldn't even know. I guess that's the beauty of having three. Yeah. I had, yeah. you don't know you miss anything. It's, it's a nice good story. Enough. It's good enough. Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. Are you ready for the second one? Let's do it. Okay, Justin, <clears throat> this adventure, so the adventure or the experience of Rise of the, Resist- Rise of the Resistance takes place between what two Star Wars films? Takes place between oh. the blank and blank. Yeah. This is in a, actually a part of a storyline. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, there's no Luke in it. He's not even mentioned. So I think that might help a little bit i'm inclined to say i can't name the actual films but i'm inclined to say this is between seven and eight i think that's correct i don't know the numbers but i know the names what are the names you you look that up and then you you give me the names yeah just tell me the names but then i'm giving you the answer well i already guessed it's between seven and eight oh i see okay so yes so this is saying let me give you this little thing Together, the teams crafted an original story that flows perfectly into the timeline of the Star Wars films. Jumping into action after the Battle of Crate in Star Wars The Last Jedi and before 
Rise of Skywalker. So the Rise of Skywalker is actually episode nine. So I was wrong. This is between eight and nine. Oh, all right. Yeah. So it, they do? work closely with Lucasfilm and it's a part of the storyline between eight and nine. Again, in between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So now I know. Okay. But I think it was cool to think about it that way. Like I knew generally it was a, it was streamed into the story, but yeah. not where. So that was cool to think about. When they first started with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they were very much trying to stick to the timeline. They were very serious about the timeline and they wanted everything to fit in a particular timeline. That's loosened up quite a bit now because <laughs> Baby Yoda sales is good. So there's time bubbles in in the Galaxy's Edge now where the Mandalorian the Mandalorian can exist and sell some Baby Yodas. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Is that only in the stores park. though? No, it's a th- it, there's a walk around and stuff like that. It's oh. a theme park. Have fun. You know, I get it. Like I also get like wanting to stick to canon and and be true to the story, but also it's a theme park. <laughs> People want their Baby Yoda. Give them their Baby Yoda. <laughs> You know, goo goo, as Tarwin said. <laughs> go goo, where go goo, where go goo go. That's the whole time she'd just be like, where go goo go. <laughs> Sorry, darling. As you see, this is takes place between eight and nine. <laughs> Luke is around, but he's not here yet. And I mean, sorry. <laughs> sorry, you can't have it. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's true. It would be hard to appeal to everyone if you stuck so strictly yeah. to the timeline. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think they could really have like Darth Vader come because that's like a generation before. That is a ge- Yeah. And, and the story is intertwined. But if you can have things where the Mandalorian story is so set apart. It I is, think it's, though. I think it's fine. It's like a different. Yeah. Talking about a different story. Are you ready for the third one? Go for it. Okay, so the hangar bay, you know about this part in the ride? Mm, yes, the hangar it's bay, it's, sure. It's a big room. Yes. Right? How many stormtroopers are in this room? Okay, this let, is the room with all the let me count. One, two, three, four. Okay. <laughs> you, mess, really, you messed me up. Now them? I have to count again from the beginning. One, two. Okay, I'll stop. Okay, so yeah, you get some in the ATAT. You've got ATAT. That's right. If we're talking, if if I'm thinking, with the hangar bay is the hangar. Oh no, the hangar. This is bay. the room with no, not this the is AT the room. room. The hangar bay. Okay, that's going to be a much different number. So when you come out, when you're after your ship gets captured, and you're like, whoa, you're, you're confronted right by a bunch of stormtroopers. Let's say that's going to be thirty-one. Incorrect. You, I want to. I'll give you a second guess. Mm, I'm just, well, I want you to think about how you feel when you walk into that space. Because I'll tell you how I felt. Like there's a lot of stormtroopers. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Fifty-two. Fifty. Five, five by ten. Fifty. Yeah. F- okay. Fifty. All right. It's and if you haven't been on this ride yet, this is this might be the coolest part of. I think one of the coolest parts. It's. I mean, the lighting is mm-hmm. so correct. The 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 air. The, the smell, yeah. like the the position. I mean, it's like, it's eerie. Like you're in it. And the whole time you're like, I should be watching this on a screen and I'm yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. It's like really. There is like an And some ionized. of them have just very slight movements that are like, I can't even tell yeah. you how realistic. It's, yeah. it's haunting in a really cool way. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. This is a great it's part of It's beautifully haunting. I can't wait to do it again. Any other? That's it. Just three trivia questions for Rise of the Resistance. Three, yeah. And I think I saved the Alliance. You, I think You did it, Justin. I did can it. Can I shake your hand again? You, sure, you certainly nice, can. Nice job, young Padawan. And I think this is appropriate. This is probably coming out tomorrow. Oh. 
And just in a few days, this week, this is our May the 4th episode. So may the 4th be with you, Autumn. That's right. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. All right. We'll be right back with highly suspect headlines. And we've got some big ones this week. Big headlines. So stick around. Hey, Autumn. uh, Remember the time we went to Disney and you had like a complete meltdown in the middle of Tomorrowland? (sighs) Please don't remind me. It was awful. Well, I think I found the perfect solution for next time. It's called the Disney Decompression Chamber. (laughs) The what? It's a self-contained pop-up room that fits right in your park bag. You can just like slip in there when you need a break from the chaos and it's completely soundproof and pretty comfortable. What? That sounds amazing. Really could have used that on our last trip. I know, right? Right? Uh, And the best part is when you start to think about how much money you've spent, how much your child doesn't appreciate anything you've done for them and, and just how dang hot it is outside, you can go inside the chamber and scream and cry until you're ready to face the music once again. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Justin, that just sounds uh, sounds like a dream come true. Right. Uh, and they were kind enough to send us one. Uh, so I can't wait to check it out on our next Disney trip. I've, I've tested it out in the backyard. I had a good cry. It's beautiful. You've tested it out already without me? Well, <laughs> yeah, yes, I have. So I think all our listeners should check it out, too. Uh, check them out at DisneyDecompressionCenter.net.com.net. Use the offer code Autumn and Justin. Scream and cry in the backyard for 10% off and free shipping. Sounds good. Do it. All right, Autumn, are you ready for highly suspect headlines? Yes. All right. So highly suspect headlines. That's how we do news here on the Easy Disney Podcast. Mm-hmm. Instead of just telling you the news, I'm going to say some headlines and stories And some of these are going to be completely true, verifiable, sourced stories, and others will be fabrications, fake news. And it's up to Autumn and the listeners at home or in other people's home. If you you go to other people's house to listen to the podcast while they're sleeping, that's weird. But that's who – it's you that will also have to determine if these headlines are true or not. That's not incorrect. Autumn, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First headline, Florida sues Walt Disney World for the right to use Mickey Mouse on state-issued bonds. The state of Florida sues. Yeah, the state of Florida sues Walt Disney World for the right to use Mickey Mouse on state-issued bonds. Let me read you the story. Hmm. The state of Florida, spearheaded by Governor DeSantis, has filed a lawsuit against Walt Disney World over the use of the iconic Mickey Mouse character on state-issued bonds. According to court documents, Florida is seeking the right to use the beloved character as a means of attracting investors to the state's upcoming bond offering. Disney, however, maintains that they hold exclusive rights to the use of the character and that Florida's use would constitute trademark infringement. Right. The case is expected to draw significant attention as it further pits two major entities against each other at a time when tensions are at an all-time high. Right, with the whole everything that's going on down there. I have a quote here from Governor DeSantis. Well, look, folks, let's be crystal clear here. Without Florida, Disney wouldn't be squat. We've given them massive tax breaks and all kinds of infrastructure support that has helped them become the global entertainment juggernaut they are today. They owe us, plain and simple. We're not asking for the moon here, just a little respect for the Sunshine State. Man, it seems ballsy. I'm going to be frank. That seems ballsy. I don't know how you could, but it sounds like legitimate and DeSantis is 
who he is. So I'm going to say it's true. So I did a good job with this one because this one is actually false. I made this up. You wrote that whole thing? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. This is false. This is not true. This no, is. You did a good job reading it. Like it was true. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't put this past DeSantis, but no. This yeah, is completely I was like, wow. The, no, how's that? That can't be possible. That's not going to win. That's not going to work. <laughs> but maybe he. They're selling bonds that with Mickey on them. That's pretty good. That's wild. <laughs> okay. Right. Are you ready for another headline? Yes. All right. It's another big one. Okay. Disney sues DeSantis calling district takeover retaliation. That's it? That's all I get on? No, I'll read you the story. Disney sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Wednesday over the Republicans' takeover of his theme park district, alleging the governor waged a, quote, targeted campaign of government retaliation, end quote. After the company opposed a law critics called Don't Say Gay. The, the lawsuit was filed in Tallahassee minutes after a Disney World oversight board appointed by DeSantis voted to void a deal that gave the company, Disney Company, authority over design and construction decisions in its sprawling properties near Orlando. Mm. Disney regrets that it has come to this, the case said. But having exhausted efforts to seek a resolution, the company is left with no choice but to file this lawsuit to protect its cast members, guests, and local development partners from a relentless campaign to weaponize government power against Disney in retaliation for expressing political viewpoint unpopular with certain state officials. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty. Disney's got good lawyers. <laughs> that sounds like a, it sounds like they have. They're really using timeline to prove their case. Yeah. So this is, again, either you got your lawyer hat on or this is true. So what do you think? It's tough. Part of me wants to say no, but it's really specific that it seems like their case is timeline. And that does sound true to me. Disney, Walt Disney World is suing the governor of Florida as well as some of the board members. They can do that. Yeah, they can. It's just kind of a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> right. So part of me is like, they want to step out of this. But that the other parts, like DeSantis, I feel like has now pooped on them. Yeah. So why do they care anymore? Yeah. You know, I think they were trying to play it cool. And now I kind of exactly. feel like they're not. I'm going to say it's true. This is true. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Sorry. This is. Yeah, this is true. This wow. Is true. Disney sued. And this happened minutes after what I said earlier, where. Because we before Reedy Creek switched over to the Florida yes. Council, they had a bunch of contracts signed that transferred the power to Disney. Then the new board nullified those contracts, which violates the Constitution. Right. That yeah, is a- like the, the, the contract clause of the Constitution. So basically governments can't interfere with contracts, legally binding contracts. No, it's a, you have to wait it out, right? Right, right. or you, yeah, you can't just nullify them. That doesn't work like that. There are there are reasons for which you can nullify so them. So his people did that? Yeah, yeah, and the, his, the people that he appointed to that board. What? So Disney's just like, this is enough, and they just sued. And so what's interesting here is they're not just suing to un, to get those changes put back in, they're, they're suing that their First Amendment rights were violated. That their freedom of speech was violated. Correct. That this is political reprisal. And retaliation, and retaliation. specifically, and this is why. Which, I mean, it pretty clearly is. Like, everyone's saying it. Right. Like the, it's the, like, how do you prove that? The state representatives are like, this is to target Disney. And DeSantis is like, I'm mad at Disney. I'm going to do this. It's very clearly political reprisal. Mm. It's like anyone paying attention would know that. 
And I think the courts will understand that too. And I'm like, this puts Republicans in a, in a tough place and it puts people like me in a tough place. Because, no, say more. Yeah. Well, like, I think, you know, Republicans in Florida and elsewhere are big on allowing businesses the rights afforded to them by the Constitution. Correct. And I'm big on saying that those rights should be removed from businesses because businesses are not people. But I do like Disney and I definitely do not agree with Ron DeSantis's politics, you know, right. but I'm kind of like on Ron DeSantis's side to a certain extent here. And that's frustrating me <laughs> because I, you know, I mm-hmm. don't think that corporations should have the right to, to use their money to lobby against right. bills and things like that. I think that should be people that should be allowed to do that, not companies. But also I think the bills that he's passing are, you know, reprehensible. Right. So yeah, it puts it puts everybody, I think, in an awkward position. Well, it's position. interesting. I think what you speak to, if we can, and we talk a lot about communication and an interaction on this podcast, that I think this speaks to how so many of these things, even that we hold true and value, aren't really black and white issues, right? That it can really depend on yeah. what's happening. And in certain contexts, yeah. what you feel you would always agree with actually it might be flipped and vice yeah. versa. And that's, I think that's just human. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, I find myself, I want to side with Bob Iger and I, and you know, and cause, because these are, this is clearly political retaliation, but at the same right. time, I do not agree with citizens United. I do not agree that, you know, that corporations are people and, and they should be able to spend money on politics. Just like well, people. lobbyists. I don't like that. I don't, Yes, corporations are made of people. And I think sometimes we forget that in terms of when it comes time to like make change and have impact, we are yeah. really just dealing with a bunch of human beings and we have to work to understand them to get to them. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, no, lobbyists in general is not, a, it's not for me. I don't like it. Well, I don't know. I feel like if a bunch of citizens get together and yeah. like, hey, we need to talk to our senators, we need That's to hire people that are good at talking to our senators, yeah. there's a special interest group fine right Mm -hmm. but a corporation a for-profit corporation i don't feel like should be able to spend money to change laws that's just crazy to me no 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 no. but i I think at at the very least what most people can agree on is that things should be fair right Mm -hmm. and to have something taken away because of a statement that your company made doesn't seem fair to me and like and like everyone down there, all the players down there, Universal, Disney, SeaWorld, whatever, should have to play by a similar or same set of rules. Correct. Right? To be fair. And and I don't think Disney was playing by a, a similar set of rules prior to this. Right. With Reedy Creek. Like, they had rights afforded to them prior to the signing of the Florida state constitution. Right. They were like, granted, there were things that they did that didn't evade the law, but were just done before current yeah. laws happened, they which could is have, true. They could have had a nuclear power plant if they wanted to. Like, that's unreasonable. And that was taken out. And, and that's fine. You know, right. I think there are things like that. The things needed to change. I just the the fact that it was framed entirely as political reprisal is going to hurt the state of Florida here, you know, right. and what they Disney is suing for is the complete reversal. They want Reedy Creek back the way it was complete. They're reversal. not even, they're not compromising now. There's no compromise. Yeah. They're <laughs> just give us exactly what, what we had before. That's what they're suing for. Could they settle for a compromise? Yes. Right. You know, but what's going to court in this suit is a complete reversal. Ooh, man. Iger is busy, man. He just, <laughs> he stepped into it. I want to know how much they're paying him. Yeah. Job. I mean, go ahead and Oof. give a listen to what Iger said. He he's I want to hear it. I think they gave Can we put in a clip? 
Sure. We'll put we it in right clip. We could have Easy Dizbot read the clip. Our point on this is that any action that thwarts those efforts simply to retaliate for a position the company took sounds not just anti-business, but it sounds anti-Florida. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. There you go. There was the clip. That's your boy, Ige, laying it down like he does. <laughs> Are you ready for the next highly suspect headline? Hot headlines. This one is a hot one. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. 45-foot-tall animatronic dragon catches fire during Disneyland's Fantasmic show. During the 10.30 p.m. performance of Fantasmic last night, a malfunction caused the towering Maleficent dragon to become engulfed in flames and the show stopped. Video spread throughout Twitter of the dragon as a fire started up around its head and eventually engulfed the entire figure. Is that true? That sounds wild. That is the, this game is to determine whether or not that is true. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me, is that true? I I feel like I would have seen more about this, but a tiny hint of something that's not directly related to this makes me say that it's true. (laughs) It is true. Would you like to elaborate on what that hint was? What gave this away? Okay. So one of, actually an old supervisor of mine does a lot of the run Disney's and was there recently and she posted a photo sonia sonia was on the sonia's been on the show before yes she has oh that's right yeah sonia's yeah one of our earlier episodes so she posted a picture and there was a lot of comments and i didn't read all the comments and i'm like wow there's a lot of comments on this maleficent breathing fire and and she said something it was something like oh wow couldn't believe i got to see this it was there was something along the lines of she couldn't believe that she saw this and it was apparent that that was for some kind of reason. And I was like, oh, that's just cool. I saw the picture of the dragon, but that was it. So I that was my hint that I'm like, oh, something, you know, there must be something up. Fantasmic is the show in yeah. Disneyland. And instead of it being in a stadium, they have it on Tom Sawyer's Island, right? Oh. So this giant 45-foot dragon, I'm going to show you a video. That here. does, it breathes fire. But when it breathes fire, it caught on fire? Exactly. Oh, no. Well, it's far. No. Is this the parade? Because people no. are right there. The, the nice thing about this is is t- it's like there's a body of water separating the people from the fire. So no one was hurt. Because it's on the water, really. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it started at the head there and the fire's dripping down. Where are the fire people? Do they have their own fire? Yeah, Anaheim? No, but it's right around the corner. How are gonna, I can't imagine. How are you going to get in there? Yeah, the fire department is right around the corner from Disneyland. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, so well, I don't well, know if that's got to be an ex- I can't even know done extensive damage. They're probably it's a thirty-year-old prop, and yeah, it's so, old. So I guess around the park, it's nicknamed Murphy, as in Murphy's Law. Like if anything's going to go wrong, if if something can go wrong, it will go wrong with this animatronic. Oh. So they're probably not going to build another. I imagine. I don't know. We'll see. Well, since huge in the. They got to build another yeah, one. Maybe they will. So those were some those were some headlines this week, huh? Yeah, those are those were big ones. They were. I all, think I got two out of three. You did. They were all pretty unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. They. Yep. <laughs> so it, there was a week in Disney, or two weeks, I guess. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. Two this weeks, was a couple but... weeks ago. Yep. I. Um... All right. So when we get back, instead of three tips for a nerd this week, Autumn and I are going to try and plan a vacation. And Autumn, you've got a little bit of a structure around this yet. I have a little bit of a structure. We're going to talk a little bit about why 
This may or may not be a hard thing for Justin and I to do. This is a hard thing for Autumn and I to do. (laughs) Why do I I wanted to I I wanted to save that till after the break? It's going to be apparent very early on. Listen, go pop some popcorn. You're you're in for a show. (laughs) Stay tuned. Do you love a perfectly planned Disney vacation, but struggle with planning time to plan out your park plans, your dining plans, and even your pool hopping plans? Well, fear not. The Disney Planning Planner will help you plan your planning sessions so you can plan your perfect Disney plan. Not sure when to plan? The Disney Planning Planner provides planning prompts and planning tips to help you pick the best time to plan. This planner is designed to make planning your plan easy and enjoyable. If you're looking for a great planning tool that'll help you organize your next trip from top to bottom, this isn't it. The purpose of this planner is specifically planning your planning sessions. Get your hands on the Disney Planning Planner today and start planning your planning plan like a planning pro. Welcome back, everybody. Today on the show, Autumn and I are going to try and plan a vacation two years out for June. We're going to do June two years out because we already have this summer done. And what's kind of... Do we? Yeah. We'll see. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think this summer is done. Autumn disagrees. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's so, not my understanding. So exactly. So what we're going to do is we're going to step into neutral ground because we haven't said anything about two years from now. June mm-hmm. 2000, year, two years from now. Mm-hmm. 2000 years into the future is I the think, safety zone for us to plan. I'm going to grab this penguin. I feel like we might need a talking totem. Because we, ooh, that's a good idea. We're going to use a talking totem. That's yeah, a good idea. It's Look, a I need this because I'm doing the leading. Give me the totem. <laughs> Give me the totem. So this started because, well, we've been trying to talk about this summer's vacation and we are, as a couple, are having a hard time just even having a conversation about things. And Mm -hmm. Autumn's going to give you plenty (laughs) of reasons for that. But I'll just say that it's been hard. And I'm a travel planner and we have a podcast where we talk to each other about travel. You can go back to episode 44. You might listen to that thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, value-directed planning at Disney World. Why? They, they really got it together. Well, let me tell you, we do not have it together. This is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> this, I agree. This, to- this totem is fun. I feel it's very squishy. empowered. I'm holding a pink penguin, and yeah. that signifies that I can talk. Is that what this is? Correct. This is basically marriage counseling, guys. That's the level we're at right now. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm done. I am I'm, a therapist. So. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pass the totem to Autumn. Thank you. So... Where do I start this? Justin and I, I think it's important to have an understanding always of where we are coming from and maybe what our values are as individual people and not as a not as a couple. So what I want to start to talk about a little bit is why Justin and I have a hard time. Mm-hmm. So what we got to a little bit this last weekend was talking about how we both see things differently mm-hmm. that leads to us having a hard time planning a vacation together. We could do a great job independently of each other, but not together. So, 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 well, but Justin doesn't remember this, but before we were married, and even maybe like the first year or two of us being married, I actually, I like fully planned a number of our vacations. Wow. You remember this? Like our, our, no, I'm still talking. Well, I can't answer you unless you give it to me for (laughs) a second. Because I'm still talking. Can I just have it for a second? <laughs> no, you have to wait for me. Give to me that. 
Give me that. Tell no. right now. Too much. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I, I did. I have planned vacations. But here's where, here's where I'm going to start. Here's what I think we should do, Justin. I will, I'm going to bring up some of the topics that we talked about and we'll each have a turn to respond. There's basically three reasons that I came up with that are, that interfere with like our ability to plan together. So okay. the first one is. So this is a 15 minute segment, just a heads up. Well, we do okay, have to but we got to get into it. All right. We're not going to plan a whole vacation okay. 15 minutes. Okay. So number one, Justin's view on and ranking of vacations in life is different than mine. He holds vacations, I think, higher on a priority list in general than I do. Would you say that that's, I think yes. we've talked about this. Yes. yes. Okay. So this, I'm not, I want you to correct me if I'm saying anything that's untrue. Well, I don't have the totem, so, so I'm not I'm, sure if I can talk. Uh, what would you I, say? I now have the totem. I would say, yes, that is true. Here's the totem. Great. Okay. So I think part of that is vacations for me as a kid were not very big at all. Like they happened, but they were pretty, you know, they weren't lavish vacations. Our vacations really were camping maybe once every couple of years, you know? So I think that that's where, and I will also say that I really appreciate Justin for for giving me and then like joining me and helping me see the experiences of vacation as an important aspect of life because I am a worker bee and I am someone that will just like work and work and do the things I have to do. Stealing the totem. I just want to say I'm having such a hard time not talking. Here's the totem. (laughs) I think you were saying that. Okay. Next point out of the third point. Justin also, nature of his job as a travel planner, spends a lot of time thinking about vacations. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, I just do not. With I've just got a bunch of other things happening. I'm not a travel planner. Mm-hmm. So I think oftentimes some of the frustration that happens is Justin might already have some three or four idea plans in his head. And then mm-hmm. he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm just saying that I know that I want to be open to other things. I don't know what I want to do. And then I think he's frustrated because he has ready mm. plans and I don't. And I could, but he has to, I have to have the time to do that. So far. Here you go. Thank you. So far, very accurate, Autumn. Very accurate. Very good. Okay. I, I'm very frustrated right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last bit. A mindset on vacation. So for me personally, if as long as I am like, I, I don't have to work and I'm relieved from the other stressful things that are mm-hmm. a part of life, that's a vacation for me. I think Justin has some more specifications and parameters around what a vacation is. I also think that he might have stronger likes and dislikes than I do. Mm-hmm. So we always, right, we have likes and dislikes, but the likes and dislikes for him, he'll experience at a higher, mm. at a feeling of a higher high than I do and uh, a lower low than I do. For sure. I feel, I feel my feelings hard. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And lastly, I think this is just how we deal with upset. I think I like to, I kind of want to hash out whatever the hardship is in the moment. Mm. And Justin's much more likely to not want to talk about it and walk away from it. Which leads, so I think with the conversations that, and I am holding the totem now, the conversations we've had have all ended in me leaving the room. Like we're not yelling and fighting, but I get frustrated and I'm like, I don't want to start yelling. So I leave the room. So today we're doing this on the podcast because I can't leave the room mm. because it's content. Mm. And if I leave the room, then we won't be able to have the content for the podcast. <laughs> so we're planning this vacation. Which you hold in high importance. Which I hold in high importance. So everything you said, I think, is accurate. I don't disagree with anything you said. Okay. I'll only add that I'm right and you're wrong. Here's the total. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that summarizes it up. That's the the background. You know, we have different likes, dislikes. Our prioritizing of vacation is different. Justin spends more time thinking about vacation than I do, and um, we have di- we have a different way of communicating when we're upset. Like our go to. So you don't want to res- you don't want to respond to my statement that I'm right and you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just have to not respond. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, I know you said that you wanted to jump into a vacation two Let's years go. from now, but I'm going to say I kind of wanted to talk about our current vacation. But if that's really off the table, we don't have to do that. But Fine. I at least wanted to express how I felt about that. I absolutely do not want to talk about our current vacation, okay. which is why I think we should. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. So June, June, I we, we got the plane tickets already for June, and I got the plane tickets on the case that there's a chance, a very small chance that I might get highly discounted cruise tickets, like 75% off. Mm-hmm. We've never been on a Disney cruise. It's important to my business that I go on a Disney cruise. This could be a very good opportunity. Darwin would love a Disney cruise. So right now we have tickets around some dates that there's a chance I might get it. And then the idea was if we don't get that, well, then we just go to Florida and we do some non-Disney stuff. We go see the mermaids at Wiki Watchy. We say hi to my mom and maybe I don't do Legoland or something like that. Hmm. And that was that was my plan for June. Here's the totem. Yeah, that was exactly Justin's plan. Yep. (laughs) I think what's important to me about vacation number one is is like people and certainly like doing something new, like doing Mm -hmm. a new thing. So for me and having win now and finally being out of a pandemic, I am thinking that I would like to do something that's maybe not related to Florida Disney, just because we have collectively done Florida slash and or Florida Disney trips four times. So I'm just like, I would rather put that money to do to have another thing. I'm not saying I don't want to go to Florida again. I'm not saying I don't want to do a Disney crew. Like I'm and I think sometimes maybe when I say this in reaction to a the idea that I want to mm-hmm. go to Disney or go on a cruise that Justin might think that I'm saying I don't want to do that at all. And that's not the case. I'm just saying right now in this moment, I'm kind of feeling a craving for yeah. something else. And I think one of my less adaptive responses to your response would be, well, I'll just do it by myself and you have a every fun time. time. <laughs> every time this is what I go to because that's where my brain goes to. And that's even where it went to just now. I'm like, well, have fun doing not Disney cruise. I will say, though, from my point of view, we've never done a Disney cruise. We've never seen the mermaids at Wiki Watch. We've never taken Darwin down to Florida. So all this is new, in my opinion. Yes. And I, I hear that. But again, I think I'm, I'm not saying that they aren't things that I don't want to do. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking that right now the the mood for me <laughs> might be doing something else because we still have opportunity to do those other things. And it's just. I think we've done a lot of similar-ish things close together. And I I would just like to just base them out. Does this have anything to we're do passing, with... We really are passing, we are passing a totem. That's why we're not talking over each other so much. Yeah. Uh, does any of this have to do with Governor DeSantis's rules in Florida? Any of that play into this at all? Is this why you're not feeling Florida lately? That is definitely a part of it. Really? Okay. I didn't even, even when we went down last time, I was a little like, just with oh, like yeah. COVID and the COVID, I mean, it just was so rampant down there yeah. when it wasn't here. Yeah. You know, it's also like, it's cool. I will say I've been to Florida now three, oh, I've flown there three times. 
I don't know about it not being in a very metropolitan place like Disney. Like the few times we went out, we were in Florida that wasn't, Disney is basically, you literally are next to people from other countries. Like it's not Florida. Yeah, agree. And it was, it was every time there's been some kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a black woman. I think most of you know that. It's uh, we've had Wait, like what? palpably what? uncomfortable experiences <laughs> outside of being in yeah, Disney. For sure. For there there have been Every a few time. experiences, yeah. No, that's true. So I get like how non non Disney Florida might not be appealing to you. I get that. And it's not super appealing to me. The mermaid thing is kind of appealing to me. Legoland is kind of appealing to me. I think Darwin would get a kick out of that. Yeah. And and just getting new information about other tourist things down there, including a cruise, which would be dope if that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. So you say other things, and this is the second trap we fall into, where you say other things, and I'm like, what other things? <laughs> so go ahead. What Correct. other things? And so, so th- there was an idea that we, because we're broke, because we just bought a house, as most people are after they buy a house, that we were going to do something that probably wasn't that kind of distance travel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had talked about going to Pennsylvania, which we love, mm-hmm. and we haven't been since right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking it was cool to take Wynn to Sesame Place and see some other really cool places and kid-friendly places in Philly. Mm-hmm. Or, and in around Philly. And I just think it would be cool, like, again, like, just the expense and the time and the money that we'd spend on two trips. Couldn't we just do a cool or big, you know, couldn't we just do one, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't mean we don't go on any, like, mini, sometimes yeah. we do day or, like, one night trips, but it might just be, yeah, it might just be cool to do something like that. I know that we've also talked about going to, isn't well, Chicago me, also been Can I respond to that first before you? Yeah, I, I cannot keep too. too many of these things in my head. So I appreciate you giving me the totem back. So yeah, my idea being that we'd have two vacations. One, you know, is a heavily discounted if we get on the cruise line um, thing or we don't do much. And the plane tickets, we got super cheap. We got a ridiculous deal flying out of Tweed for three tickets round trip. It's $417. So we, so it'd be a relatively cheap. And then, I mean, could we expand a Philadelphia vacation to include the city I mean, yeah, you want to go to Pittsburgh, I'll go to Kennywood. Forget about it. I've been wanting to go to Kennywood forever. And, but I think, you know, that's probably that's, not going to be, uh, here's the totem. Yeah. So that's the other thing. I think this goes back to the the stronger, very specific likes and dislikes on vacation that Justin really wants to do <laughs> yes. amusement park things. Yes. So that that tends to be the right, like there's something amusement park about the trip. And yes. again, I am from the time I was little like i want to be with people i would go to amusement parks with my friends and not ride roller coasters and it did not negatively impact my day at all because we got to talk in between just because i really enjoy being with people and that's still very much the case i don't not want to do it but it's just like i would like the focus or point of trips maybe to not always have to be that same thing can the focus be different like can the focus for you be the beach that we go to, and the focus for me be the theme park that we go to. It's pop, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there should always be highlights for different people. You know what I mean mm-hmm. in the in the trip. But I just, again, I think when you think about the whole and like how the trip is split up and how much time you're you're spending in a certain place or if someone's really miserable in one of the place in one of the places and the mm-hmm. other person isn't, then that yeah. also impacts like 
you know, feeling like, oh, I'm just, I'm a drag and this isn't really, you know, this isn't the point. I think that's why I really like when we've gone to New Hampshire and the last time we did that was almost three years ago. Yeah. And we did like a bigger, big New Hampshire. We we go up for for a brief weekend, but that's it. Your turn. (laughs) And when we do that, we go to the beach, right? We do the beach, we do, and then we go up into yeah, the mountains. Yeah, we do a We've day, always... but the mountains, really, that's my favorite. Sure. I've, I've and we find beaches. The in the, beach. We find beaches in the mountains, too, and we find beaches when we go on other vacations. Even though I hate beaches, and I'm going to, since we I do. am holding the totem, I... let's talk about why I hate beaches. They combine all the worst things about being alive. Being dusty, being hot, being under the sun, no fresh water, no shade, and sitting. Those oh. are those are all my least favorite things. No, I'm still going on this. Beaches are terrible. I'm completely confused why humans flock them. Also, the toilets the toilets aren't very good. The restroom facilities at beaches are are not bad. I mean, aren't good. Mm. And there's just tons of people. Oh yeah, and you're half naked. Here you go. Okay, and I would like to say this. I think Justin <laughs> over Val. Or puts a higher value on the love for beaches that than I have. Like I've said, I like beaches, and I don't mind going for a day. I don't want to like lay on the beach for six hours for four days. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes like, oh, we went to a beach for three hours. Aren't you happy? And I'm like, that's not. <laughs> yeah, like I enjoyed that, but I love like you know I've loved when we've gone hiking. I loved when we've met up with family members. I've loved when we you know play games and. And where else did we go? Where did we go last time that was new? That kid, that other kid park in New Hampshire. I forgot about it. What's that called? Storyland. Storyland, yeah. Um, theme park. So that wasn't, yeah. yeah and again, there are more was... theme parks in New Hampshire that we have to go to. And and we're going to this one in Philadelphia. We're going to check out Sesame Place. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going. Yeah. So I just, you know, and maybe part of it is too, I'm like, the last time I, <laughs> was it the last two times I went to Florida? No, sadly, the last time I went to Florida, though, I had, I literally got COVID and mm-hmm. I was like afraid of that because it was so rampant yeah. and it was awful and I had to fly on a plane back yeah. with COVID Yeah, what am I going to do when I have a kid? But if I didn't, I probably would have just stayed. Yeah. <laughs> stayed Florida. Yeah. And, but whatever. So. So I think it's important to note here that I'm definitely winning this conversation. I think we can say I've won this conversation, but we did not plan a trip and it is 17, 18 minutes in. <laughs> So, but we did talk about it. We hashed it out. We had a little therapy session with the totem here. And I think I'm not giving you this totem back. Actually, I think I'm just going to wrap it up. Don't know talking. I think what we decided here is that we're definitely going to Florida. And that's all. That's the end of the podcast. I'm going to cut Justin off (laughs) and say, I think it was good that we talked a bit about the backstory and we highlighted those four differences, right, Mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. And what I think we could do is next, our next episode, get into like where we left off and maybe think more specifically about planning a trip. But it's important to let the audience know and for us to even share and talk about what our differences are. All right, so why don't we, when we come back next time, and the next time we talk about this, why don't you have um, a plan? Why don't you have an idea instead of just negative ideas that I don't want to do that? And here it goes. Yeah, and you know what? I'm done. I'm leaving. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I will. I'm going to, I'm going to come up with two vacation plan ideas that are not Florida. All right. Well, I'm already going to tell you in advance. They're bad. And and this is the other thing. (laughs) 
shut down. He just the, Justin doesn't even want it. He doesn't want to entertain us. No, I will. Sorry, I will spend the next. All this. I will spend the next couple of weeks constructing how I will shut down your arguments. Yes, I will just just have a list of th- of things prepared to disagree with anything that you suggest. I'm sorry, audience. But thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know your thoughts. And like I yeah. said, we're going to, Justin and I have to work through this. This yeah. is important. And we're going to work through it. And we'll talk more about the specifics of this next trip yeah. next time. And if you have a good marriage counselor that you're aware of in the Connecticut area or the tri-state area or that does telehealth, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. Send that info our way. Because, you know, this could get ugly. This could get real ugly. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Until next time. Easy does it. Seriously. Are you looking for a travel planner who knows how to cook up an unforgettable vacation? Look no further than Justin from Unlocking the Magic Travel. With his expert knowledge and attention to detail, he's the one who knocks when it comes to planning the perfect getaway. So if you want to break bed from your daily routine and create some unforgettable memories, let Justin be your partner in crime. It's not just a vacation, it's an empire.